Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. I don't know, there's something just so wonderful about putting your choppers into a cheeseburger. Mmm... Well, we're going to be talking about vindicating the fast food industry here this hour. My special guest is Lisa Tillinger Johansson, and she has a new book out, Exxon Nation, called Fast Food Vindication, and she's a Los Angeles-based registered dietitian. She takes a bold position that fast food is not the enemy, and it can be incorporated into a healthy lifestyle. In fact, Lisa says the media's current wave of anti-fast food industry uh, are the, uh, you know, the onus is uh, all too often removed. Excuse me, I've got this darn cold and it hasn't shaken yet because I'm not eating enough uh, hamburgers, I guess. Um, you know, it's it's taking out the most important factors. And and Lisa, first of all, thank you very much for joining me. Excuse my, uh, my cold. Uh, but tell me. Why all the negative publicity about fast food if you yourself, a, a registered dietitian, say, hey, that's not right? Well, first of all, we have a huge obesity epidemic, not only here in the United States, but all over. Canada yep. worldwide. And so, of course, we are looking for ways to combat that because if we carry too much weight on our frame, we own, open ourselves up for a potential disease, type 2 diabetes, sure. high blood pressure, high cholesterol, etc. So it's an incredibly important issue. And I think what happens is with fast food is that people look at it, it's huge. You know, major large Mm -hmm. corporations, McDonald's Corporation being one of them, and they focus, laser focus on that because it's an easy target. Not that they don't sell some unhealthy items. They most certainly do, but there are very good choices there. And Mm -hmm. the, the reality is we need to look at everywhere we eat. We can eat poorly at home, at sure. down restaurants, at fast food restaurants, on the go, wherever we are. Mm-hmm. And we also need to look at how much we move. What is our physical activity level? Because the reality is so many of us do not exercise enough. Now, I understand that you're a former real estate manager for McDonald's Corporation in, in Southern California. Yes. Uh, how did this work out being a hospital dietitian? 
<laughs> like, is that... I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people would say, oh, I'm, I know that the McDonald's food turned her off and she went running the other way and became, mm-hmm. you know, a health care provider. Sure. But the reality is, is that's not the case. I loved working for McDonald's. They're a great company. They do, uh, do offer wonderful, healthy food choices. Uh, but as I neared my mid-40s, I uh, looked around. I've been in the commercial real estate business for 20 years, loved it, but I wanted to follow the dream. I have always been very interested in eating for health, and I decided, you know, now's the time. I, I left McDonald's. I went mm-hmm. back to school. I got my master's in nutritional science, and now I teach health, health education classes at uh, a hospital here in Southern California. There are tons of fast food outlets out there. Nobody yeah. can ever go hungry as long as they've got at least three bucks in their pocket. <laughs> so how do you know which are the best and which ones to stay away from? I don't know that I would stay away from any of them. I think that the, the question is, is what are the best choices I can make wherever I find myself going mm-hmm. to eat? Okay. And what Fast Food Vindication does, my book, is it really helps the reader to understand what, what are the healthier choices, how to put together meals, to see that, quite honestly, I compare in the book as well, for example, fast food meal compared to a sit-down restaurant meal. And many times a sit-down restaurant meal is far worse in calories, fat, Carbs, sodium, etc., than the equivalent fast food meal. All right, stand by. Like- you, uh, stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. Okay. Exonation. We're talking about fast food vindication this hour. Our special guest is Lisa Tellender Johansson. And uh, here's two websites: consultthedietitian.com and fastfoodvindication.com. I don't know if I've got a an urge for a quarter pounder with an order of fries and an extra large diet coke. Talk about a conflict. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues right here from our studios in fast food heaven, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. 
But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well, now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. We're talking about fast food vindication this hour here in the Exxon. Our guest is Lisa Tillinger Johansson. Two websites, www.consultthedietitian.com and fastfoodvindication.com. Before we went to the break, uh, we you were starting to do a comparison between fast food restaurants and sit-down restaurants. And um, I was wondering if you could pick that up because I found it very interesting that that it's basically contrary to what most people believe. It is, and that, again, goes back to why uh, Fast Food Vindication, the book, is so important, because it shows the other side of the coin. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize how how poorly they can be eating in other types of restaurants. For example, in a sit-down restaurant, you can order a salad that has more calories than you should have in a whole day. And, and the majority of people are going to say, well, it's a salad. It has to be healthy, right? But in reality, the type of items that they put on there and the amount... Uh, can create such a, a high-calorie concoction, it's horrible. Conversely, at a fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. it is uh, their salads are, are typically far less in calorie than what you would find elsewhere. What about all the different types of diets and diet supplements that are on the market today? Uh, mm-hmm. I remember the Atkins diet was, was the rage. And in fact, I went on the di- Atkins diet. I, I lost 30 pounds, no time flat. And as soon as I started introducing carbs back into my system, whoop, right back. Ah, and there, there's the rub. So in um, so many of the weight management mm-hmm. classes that I teach and the patients that I consult with, I always ask them, have you been on what we would call a fat diet? And, for example, the Atkins diet, yeah. Atkins diet would be one. Yes, you do lose a lot of weight, typically, not everybody, but a lot of people lose a lot, a lot of weight. But studies have shown within about a year most people gain that weight back and more. And the Mm -hmm. reason is, is that this is not a diet we should be eating for life, nor can we keep up for life. So I like to talk to people as I do in the book, Fast Food Vindication, as I do with my patients, that uh, we need to learn to eat balanced, healthy meals, you know, throughout life. And therefore, we don't need to go on a diet. 
what is the what is your take on the drive-through restaurant industry? Now, having been at McDonald's, you know people sit in their car all day long. They they go through the coffee shop drive-throughs in the morning. They stay in their car. They go through the drive-through uh, hamburger fast food restaurants at lunchtime, and the majority, I will bet, go through the drive-through at supper time. This can't be good for us. Well, if you're talking about, yes, we don't move much. And that's a big problem, and it comes down to personal responsibility. So there is a very small percentage of people who actually exercise mm-hmm. enough. So we would tell people to exercise 30 minutes most days of the week. That's five days. That's not to lose weight. That's just to manage chronic disease. So it would be wonderful to help manage blood sugar, cholesterol, blood pressure, etc. But if a person needs to lose weight, they need to even up that to an hour most days of the week. So our society, because we're so busy, you know, there's all these conveniences in our path, including not having to get out of the car as much uh, and other things. And I like to say, move as much as you can. So if you have the time, sure, it's good to, to park the car, get up, walk, park further away from the door. But it's also nice to have those conveniences mm-hmm. when you, you need them and want them. You and I talked earlier about the obesity problem. That yes. It's a worldwide epidemic. Yes. You know, oh gosh, you, you walk down the street and you and you see these kids, God bless them. It's You say, well, I can't remember kids being like that when I was a kid. Yes. What happened? Well, how about uh, how many hours do the children today, for example, sit in front of a screen of some sort? Way too many. Way, Way too, too many. many. Yeah, so back in the day, not to date myself, but, you know, we didn't even have cable TV. We, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spent a lot of times outdoors. We yep. played. Um, that doesn't really happen today. And even in here in the schools in the U.S., unfortunately, a lot of the physical education classes are being cut in the schools. So our kids are spending six, seven, eight, ten plus hours in front of some sort of a screen. Yep. And studies have shown that even having a TV in the, a, child, a child's room mm-hmm. will cause them to uh, even be, potentially gain more weight because they're just sitting. So I would say get out and get, and get our children moving. The problem is, is that, uh, for example, what happens if a child is overweight or obese, they are open to disease state diabetes, for example. Mm-hmm. Type 2 diabetes used to be called adult-onset diabetes, yeah. but we can't call it that anymore because children get it. I remember when I was a kid, we were thrown out of the house in the morning. We were let back. Well, we, we, were, we were allowed to come back in, but you didn't want to face mom until lunchtime. <laughs> and then in the afternoon, uh, during the summer holidays, we'd go to the local municipal swimming pool until, you know, from 1230 until Four thirty-five o'clock, come home, have a family meal with mom and dad, my brother, and sometimes aunts and uncle would drop in. And yep. then you had to be in bed until the age of 16. I had to be in bed, not asleep, but in the bedroom where my desk was and my I could do whatever I want uh-huh. by 8 o'clock. Yeah, times have changed, haven't they? And sure I, have. I don't know if, it, you know, it's, I'm glad that we have uh, certainly... Uh, the resources that we have today in our modern or, you know, world as we uh, certainly get better and better at certain things. But I think along with that comes some detriment. Is society making us lazy? Well, I think it's making it easier for us to be lazy. Um, so, and I, But again, I go back to personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. No one makes us sit in front of a screen. No one makes us not walk more or swim or whatever it might be. And, and granted, it's not always easy. We have lots of op- obstacles in our path. We're busy. We have things to do. 
but we are the quarterbacks. We have the choice. So um, we need to figure out ways around those obstacles. Exo Nation, our special guest this hour is Lisa Tillander Johansson, and we're talking about her book. It's a new book that's coming out, Fast Food Vindication. Here's a couple of websites for you www.consultthedietitian.com and fastfoodvindication.com. As a dietitian, is there a difference between organic vegetables and the other type? Which I don't, what do you call the other type now anyway? I guess just regular field-grown vegetables, yeah. I don't know. Is there a difference uh, when it comes there to... Is a diff- I'm sorry, go on. No, no, I was just asking if there was a, 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 a significant difference that, uh, that, that one would choose the organic over the non-organic. You know, I think that there are uh, potentially certain um, organic items that might be good choices, but the way that they grow, the, at least here in the U.S., the mm-hmm. organic fields, um, you know, they are certainly regulated, and but they can be next to a non-organic field, for example. So you get so the there runoff. there can be migration yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, so what I like to tell people is, and also here, you know, organic uh, produce is, mm-hmm. is typically more expensive. Uh, what I tell people, no matter what you get, please wash it very well and thorough. Um, and if they've got uh, hard skins, to even maybe scrub them a little bit to get everything off, and, and, and you should be okay. Something that I was really excuse me, surprised to find out is that most of us eat the majority of our meals at home. Yes. So it seems that restaurants and all types of fast food restaurants are just part of the puzzle. Well, that's exactly it. So, for example, we do. We eat the majority of our meals at home. So why would we then say that fast food is the cause of the obesity epidemic? It's the excuse. Obviously, we're not eating all our meals there. And a good example is a couple of things. I taught um, recently a class, and I was showing what a serving size of pasta is. Pasta is only a quarter of the plate in serving size, small amount. I held up the food model, and a gentleman in the room said, I eat 10 of those. Now, he was eating that at home, and, and the reality is most of us are not eating just one serving. A serving size of avocado is one-eighth of the avocado. Wow. One-eighth. Now, we don't find avocado typically in fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. We can find them in sit-down restaurants for sure, and most people eat more than that. So, handful of nuts, closed handful of nuts serving size. So, we overeat almost everywhere that we go, but we can. We certainly have the tools and we have the ability to make healthy choices. And the thing about fast food mm-hmm. is it's portioned. It's, it's, it's pretty consistent. Whereas in sit-down restaurants, what do they put in the center of the table when you, you sit down? Bread. And, and then you can bookend it with a dessert. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a, t- a different animal. What's the best choice a person can make if they're, if they're, you know, you, you go out, you have your perfect portion size, and, and you, you know, two, three hours later, you, the old tummy starts grumbling, you get the munchies, mm-hmm. you're driving by KFC or Wendy's or, or McDonald's. What would be the ideal alternative to a burger, fries, and a shake at that time? If you're looking for a snack? Yeah. For a snack, if you're at a fast food restaurant, they've got a lot of things. They have apple slices now, which I think is awesome. They have little snack-sized yogurts with some Mm -hmm. fruit in it. Uh, You can get um, little side salads. So there's lots of actually quite good choices that are low in calorie and would constitute more of a snack. Now, these items can also, like a side salad or apple slices, can accompany, Mm -hmm. say, a grilled chicken sandwich as your sides instead of a French fry uh, when you're eating a regular meal. 
You know, we were saying that uh, if you go to a sit-down restaurant, there might be more calories, more carbs in the, in the salad that you order at a sit-down compared to that, that which you'd get in a fast food, which you pointed out is, is portion-sized, not only yep. for, uh, for the dietary needs of a person, but certainly to make sure that the, the bottom line of the restaurant is maintained at a steady, steady profit margin ratio. Mm-hmm. So how do you know at the sit-down restaurant that mm, this salad even though it looks yummy, 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 isn't good. It's education, and that's what I aim to do in my book as well. The thing is, here in the United States, if a restaurant has 20 or more locations, most of the states, not all the states, well, a lot of the states, uh, they are required to report nutrition information. So that is always helpful to look at. But I'll, I'll give you just a guideline. If it has a lot of cheese, if it has a lot of avocado, croutons, wontons, a lot of very, uh, you know, heavy dressing, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of nuts, seeds, etc. Obviously, that's going to make it more caloric. If you put fried chicken, uh, barbecue chicken, it's going to raise the calorie level. And usually, the salads that we get are at sit-down restaurants are, are quite massive. All right, stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation, our special guest to this hour is Lynn as I'm sorry, is Lisa Tillinger Johansson. She is a registered dietitian and she's also the author of Fast Food Vindication, her website. Two of them, consultthedietitian.com and fastfoodvindication.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. To all our American listeners, Monday is Columbus Day, so happy Columbus Day. And to all our Canadian listeners, happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. And of course, I'm playing that song for a good friend of mine. His name is Ed Shiflett. He is the chief of operations and uh, the engineering guru at the Talkstar Radio Network. Ed, there you go, buddy. Please give my best to me, shall? Our guest this hour is a dietitian. She's also an author, Exonation. She's written a very interesting book entitled Fast Food Vindication. Her name is uh, uh, Lisa Tillinger Johansson. Two websites www.consultthedietitian.com and fastfoodvindication.com. 
With all the different choices that a person has uh, now, whether it be a fast food or a sit-down restaurant, uh, there's more cultural food available. Because we're here in North America and we're used to eating a certain type of food, how does our system adjust to foods from the Far East or the Middle East? Well, it depends on what the food is. I, you know, I travel mm-hmm. uh, all over the world. I love to travel. I'm very keen and interested in the foods and cultures in other places. And I think that, um, for example, you mentioned uh, Asian food, very high fiber. Here in um, North America, we typically don't eat a lot of fiber. Mm-hmm. Uh, average person in the U.S. gets 14 grams of fiber, which is really not enough. You know, 25 plus grams of fiber a day is good. So if you go and you start eating all kinds of fiber, you may have some gastrointestinal upset, but eventually you'll get used to that. But I think it's very good. I love to tell people to eat their colors, eat a variety of foods, eat a balanced plate. Half the plate should be non-starchy veggies, quarter of the plate starch, quarter of the plate protein, fruit and dairy on the placemat. And you can do that just about with any type of cuisine. You know, it seems that one place where we don't teach proper uh, dietary substances in the schools. Yes. You know, I remember when I was a kid. Once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself here. We had uh, we we were taught the four different food groups. We were taught so much more. And I remember the food in the uh, high school cafeteria. It may not have been our choice, but it was healthy. Yes, and I think the problem also, too, now is there uh, are, are the kids in the schools, if you even offer the healthy foods, are they actually eating them? So there have been mm-hmm. plate waste studies that show that um, the whole fruit that might be put on the, the food tray often gets thrown in the trash still whole, which is a, a huge problem. So one thing that they've done here, uh, and a lot of the schools here is, you know, gotten rid of the, the junk food, certainly that is in the vending machines, mm-hmm. try to put more healthy things in, trying to control um, the beverages and that sort of thing. But I, I actually went to school with a, um, a, a colleague of mine. She's now a dietitian in one of the high schools here. And she was very much, I want to, you know, turn it around and I want to uh, do nothing but healthy foods and salads, etc. The problem is, is that the school cafeterias are typically have to be a profit center. They cannot lose money. And you have to offer what the kids will buy. Yeah, that's right. So in her case, they wanted pizza and fries. What she did, which I think is fantastic, she developed a pizza that had low-fat cheese and veggies. And the fries that she provided them were baked. So she took something that we conventionally look on as maybe an unhealthy item, mm-hmm. and she, she made it more nutritious. So that, I think, is a good way to go. Speaking about uh, pizza and fries, what's the real story on trans fats? Trans fats are a, it's a man-made fat through processing. So they've taken a, a fat that's liquid at room temperature, a polyunsaturated fat, mm-hmm. and through processing, they convert it to a solid. Solid fats are not good fats. And they do this because they want to increase the shelf life of product. So you're going to find it in a lot of baked goods, the chips, the margarines of the world. It's very unhealthy. And the process of making a trans fat is called hydrogenation. So if you hear or see the word hydrogenation, I would run the other way. And another, another big debate that I remember was really, was really hot and heavy a couple of years ago was the debate about diet soft drinks with aspartame. 
you know, there's been some recent studies come out that they, um, a couple things. So there's a lot of problems that people have with diet soda. For example, with aspartame, the, the artificial sweeteners, concern about what that might do to the body. Uh, certainly studies have been done and are, continue to be done, and they have been deemed to be uh, safe mm-hmm. for consumption. Lately, there has been studies come out that say if we have diet soda, uh, it may actually cause us to put on more weight. I, you know, I think more needs to be seen there. I, if there was a choice uh, between a regular soda and a diet soda, yeah. and that was the only choice, the diet soda is the best way to go. It doesn't have any calories. It uh, doesn't raise blood sugar. But I like to say things like that should always be in moderation. But isn't it true that aspartame is highly addictive? You know, I think that for um, that's what some people are saying. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I think that it depends on uh, the person. I'm not sure that it really is an addictive product. Um, I think that we can teach ourselves to like things, and I think we can unteach ourselves to like things. And it's very convenient and found in so many products. You know, uh, I am a person who loves an all-you-can-eat buffet. Okay. Except when I go to the buffet, I eat things that I think are healthy for me that I don't eat at home. For example, fish. I love fish. Mm -hmm. I love seafood. I I love vegetables. I love fresh fruit. Um... But I've learned over the years not to overdo it. I remember when I was younger, I would go to a buffet and the guy watching me would faint. (laughs) Now I go there and I take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And just as I feel comfortable, that's when I stop eating. Perfect. But that comes with age. How do we get this instilled in the youth of today? and the younger people that are coming up so that we can save them the the horrific times that so many of us have gone through getting on a diet, getting off, getting on, getting off, getting on, getting off. I think it boils down to education. I think we need to have nutrition education in schools. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to uh, beef up uh, everything that we talk about as far as what is healthy, what isn't. Uh, how to even uh, navigate the waters of the restaurants in the world, how to cook at home, particularly as they age. Uh, We have a wonderful program here in California called Network for Healthy California that goes into schools. Um, I would like to see that all over and expanded. Certainly um, in the U.S., Michelle Obama has started a program uh, trying to really educate the children an obesity program. But it also comes down to the parents of the kids, uh, so we need to educate the parents as well. So, so up to a certain age, most certainly, the children aren't cooking the meals or buying the food and that sort of thing. So um, I'd even like to see, you know, um, I don't, you know, back in the day, they would have the public service messages, it's 10 o'clock, do, do you know where your children are? Mm-hmm. That really dates me. But uh, I'd like to see public service messages, have you eaten three to five servings of veggies today? Yeah. You know, stuff like that to start really honing in and let us start thinking health. You know, you've got a presidential race going on in the United States between uh, President Obama and Governor Romney. Mm-hmm. And they're so, they're so, I watched the debate the other night and it was all about the economy, it was all about the, the budget, it was all about this, that and the other thing. Instead of what I believe to be the most important factor, and I hope they bring this up in the, uh, the upcoming presidential debate, that's the children, the mm-hmm. future of our children, education, and this is where I feel that 
the food education should come in. It's got to come from the top. And I know Michelle Obama is doing her very best, but we need to get everybody behind it. It just can't be the the first lady who's doing all the work and everybody sitting back sucking up a, a latte or, or, you know, having a burger at the same time. I totally agree, and I, I really would hate to see any uh, funding cut for programs yeah. that are already not funded well enough, uh, because you're absolutely right. It, 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 if we don't have healthy people, we have a huge problem. And the reality is obesity, uh, not only bad for the individual, it's bad for the economy. It costs sure. money. So, you know, and what health care costs, and also for the individual, do you know that it co- if you are carrying too much weight on your frame, you are paying more for just basic stuff, you know, travel, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. uh, clothes, a variety of things, than insurance, for example, than you might be if you are carrying a healthy weight. Certainly right. health care costs are, are too high as well. Because if you don't have healthy people, there's no way in hell you've got a healthy nation. Well, how, what about, uh, no, because let's look at it from the adult level. Mm-hmm. So if you have people who have to not work because they've a lifestyle-related disease based on being obese, right. uh, so the economy takes a hit, you know, the health care costs, there's so many issues, and then um, we're in a world of hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, people complain about hospital food because mm-hmm. it's healthy. <laughs> Uh, it is. It's certainly balanced. And the thing about hospital food is that we gear it toward the disease state, why the person is in. I will mm-hmm. tell you that in our hospital, if a, a heart patient, cardiac patient comes in and they're in hospital, uh, you cannot find any caffeinated beverage on the tray. And I get more complaints from patients. Why can't I even have decaf coffee, which has a little bit of it's caffeine? So sometimes it's just we're used to eating food that we like. We are creatures of habit. So when uh, you alter that, people sometimes have a problem with that. But I love our hospital food. I, I think it's delicious. T- tell me, uh, what can we do as, as a nation when it comes to better health care? You know, I think it needs to be available to everybody. I think that we should not be so concerned about the pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. I think where I work, which I think is fantastic, and I don't see it at all the hospitals and medical centers, is we have a huge um, prevention program. So most of the classes that we teach at the hospital I work are free. So we open it up to our, our patients for free. And they can come to diabetes class, hypertension class, cholesterol class, uh, weight management class, you name it, we have it. We offer one-on-one consults for um, nutrition. And I think we need to do more of that. Um, yeah. You know, just get that message out. Another factor that I believe that uh, that contributes to the, the obesity is stress, because when people get stressed, they go for the chocolate bar for the immediate good-feeling fix, and yet the problem just keeps on getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So how do we combat stress with good food? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, stress is inflammation, so it's just so horrible for our body. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I could sit in a, stand in a room of, you know, a thousand people and I ask who's stressed, they'd probably all raise their sure. hand. We are all stressed from one point at one point or another. I'll tell you a huge stress reliever, which then sw- sort of swings back to how we can take personal responsibility and help with obesity, is exercise. A study just came out. If you take a 10-minute walk, your mood improves for two hours. Your stress level lowers. 
if we feel good, what happens if you don't feel good? You know, you're, you're carrying too much weight on your frame. Yeah. You don't eat well. You don't feel good. When we feel better, you know, our whole mood is better as well. So I think it's all related. So a 10-minute walk. What does that 10-minute walk do uh, to the person's physiology? So what's going to happen? You've got your endorphins at work, uh, you know, start working in the brain. You're starting mm-hmm. to move your muscles. It just makes you, it elevates you, and it burns some calories. Uh, as long as you take a 10-minute and you're continuous walk, so you're not stopping, you're going to get some benefit to even your heart. It's, it, it does a lot of things. It's a win-win uh, situation. I beg your pardon? It's a win-win situation. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And unfortunately, most of us simply do not do mm-hmm. it. I tell my patients, put on a pedometer, wear a pedometer, try to aim for 10,000 steps a day, which is five miles. That's the gold standard. But a lot of us aren't there yet. So you start where you start and keep adding. You don't have to, if you're not exercising at all, mm-hmm. you don't have to go out tomorrow and exercise five days a week. You know, try one or two days a week, even if it's just 10 minutes for that time and build up. Any change is better than no change. What do you want people to, to gain from reading your book, Fast Food Vindication? I want them to know and understand, as they all do, um, that we eat. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat. We eat everywhere. We have to eat to live. And we can make better choices uh, wherever we go. Fast food is not the enemy. And the reality is it's here to stay. The majority of us do eat there, although we don't eat uh, you know, with the majority of our meals there. So I want for people to say, I know how to eat at home, at a sit-down restaurant, at a fast food restaurant. I can incorporate fast food into a healthy lifestyle. I'm going to take personal responsibility, and I'm going to increase my activity level. And if we do all that, we, that's our roadmap for life. And uh, like you and I have been saying that, you know, this, the, the information that we have today on a better health system, eating better, has got to be instilled in children you just can't you just can't expect them to know all this by themselves they have to be taught yes and it's really uh i you know it's it's heartbreaking to me to see a child mm-hmm. who is uh there was a three-year-old in china 140 pounds oh my god there there was just a case of a um a young woman a teenager in london england who had to be cut out of her home because she was so large they couldn't she couldn't get out the door. These are young people, and certainly uh, U.S., Canada, and other yep. none of us are immune to that. Our children are are, uh, and if they continue in this path, our kids, this could be the first generation that does not live longer than the parents. It's a huge problem. It sure is. Stand so by, we, my we, dear. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Okay. Exxon Nation. We're talking to. Lisa Tillinger Johansson, we're talking to her about her new book, Fast Food Vindication, www.consultthedietician.com and www.fastfoodvindication.com. My name is Rob McConnell. Lisa and I will be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. 
Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder, Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. And welcome back to The Exxon, everyone. Our guest this hour is Lisa tillinger Johansson. She is the author of Fast Food Vindication, two websites, www.consultthedietitian.com and www.fastfoodvindication.com. You know, Lisa, I was at uh, the um, the pet store the other day, and I observed something. We were there to get some, some uh, I think it was a leash and a collar for one of our pups. And there was this man, and he was going from bag of dog food to bag of dog food, reading it so intently, mm-hmm. making sure that his dog got the right nutrients, the right diet. People pay more attention to what they're feeding their pets to what they're feeding themselves. Well, it's so true, and that's so unfortunate. And um, the reality, too, here is not as many people as we would like are reading the food labels yeah. for human food. Um, and if we did, you know, knowledge is power, isn't it? So sure is. we, if we know what we're putting in our mouth, we can make better choices. What are some of the things that people should look for on a food label? First thing you look, serving size, and then number of servings, because the package is not based on the whole, I mean, the information is not mm-hmm. based on the whole package, it's based on one serving. So often someone will be eating what they think is only one serving when it might be two, three, four, or five servings, particularly if you're eating high-calorie items like nuts, for example, where six nuts is a serving size. Wow. And Yes. So then it depends. I just like to go down the list. Um, some people, like if you're diabetic, after you look at the serving size, you might mm-hmm. like want to look at the carbohydrate, total carbohydrate. I look at fat, fiber, protein, all of it's yeah. important. All of it's important. You know, um, this has been a, a very enlightening educational hour, and I and I can't thank you enough. But you're you're talking you were talking about the 
the the size and for some reason my mind went to a baseball game where you see these guys chuggling down beer after beer after beer eating hot dog after hot dog and then chomping down peanuts like crazy mm-hmm. you can eat horribly there and in fact though there's a very interesting little um uh, discussion in my book about that that someone wrote i i took mm-hmm. i loved it about a, a fan at a mets game who while eating his his hot dog has a heart attack who does he sue uh and uh <laughs> you know the, the cubs the the vendor whatever and i say maybe he sues himself i guess so because he went and and, and put that in his mouth <laughs> he just didn't know his limits exactly <laughs> where can people get copies of your book lisa well, certainly you can get it uh, through my website, fastfoodvindication.com. I'll have a link, obviously, on consultthedietitian.com, mm-hmm. as well as on Facebook, Lisa Tillinger, Johansson, but also Amazon, Amazon Europe, uh, certainly Barnes & Noble and the other booksellers. So it's, it's available October 16th. October 16th. Lisa, thank you very much for joining us. Great having you with us, and we'll have to have you back on as we get closer to the holiday seasons. Love to do it. Thank you very much. Take care now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. ExoNation, Lisa Tillinger. Johansson has been my guest. Uh, she's the author of Fast Food Vindication, a couple of websites, www.consultthedietitian.com and www.fastfoodvindication.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. As the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, um, this is Friday. Monday is Columbus Day in the United States, so happy Columbus Day, everyone. Even though he didn't discover America. And uh, Monday is Thanksgiving here in Canada. So to all our Canadian listeners and all those around the world who celebrate either Columbus Day or um, Thanksgiving, the best of the holiday to you. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.